Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to What's the Word? Uh, the show that's about finding out what motivates people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Cheval John, and a very good night to everyone. I am very excited to have Erin Blasky, and she is an author, entrepreneur, and digital strategist, and she is the co-founder of New uh, Dev Media, and also uh, she's here to to talk about her her uh, recently released book, Destiny, a love story about a video game, marketing, and storytelling, which is really a great book and an interesting read. And I can't wait to hear uh, her story of how she how she found out about about the company that that produced the the video the the most successful launch in history and also her career. So, Miss Erin uh, Blasky, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Awesome. Thank you for taking the time out to uh to be on the show. I really appreciate it. And oh, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna do a you know, do a little icebreaker and I'm gonna ask you this question because you actually challenged the Prime Minister of Canada to a Twitter <laughs> race. Uh what led you to do that? I did. Oh goodness. Oh my gosh, I kinda of forgot I had done that. Um so I had challenged the Prime Minister to that Twitter race back when Twitter was still pretty new. Uh, so I've been on, on most social media sites since beta. Uh, and, you know, being in this space has allowed me to sort of um, pop on the sites and get to know how they work and then, of course, share those with my friends. And there was a time when I was on Twitter and the Prime Minister was not. And then the Prime Minister got on Twitter and I had more followers than he did. But then he quickly surpassed me. Um, but we, but I, I sort of did this funny YouTube video and, um, you know, challenged the Prime Minister to this race and challenged people to follow myself and, uh, and of course, the Prime Minister as well. Um, but I guess I just did it because that's kind of how I do everything in my life is I like, I like things to be online. I like them to be fun and lighthearted. Um, and I, and I sort of like to spread the message that people shouldn't take themselves so seriously. And, um, so therefore I, I definitely lead by example <laughs> and, and I do lots of things where I'm being not so serious all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah, now, funny. I- uh, now I'm gonna ask about uh, you know your recently uh, released book uh, Destiny, a love story about a video game marketing and storytelling. What led you to write the book? Yeah, so okay, I have to go back a little in time though to tell you um, to tell you why why this book or how this book came to be. Uh, and really, it kind of starts back when I was uh, I would say maybe about six. Um, ish, we'll say just six ish. And my dad had come home and he had this computer for my sister and I, and some of you may know it, it was a Commodore 64. And he basically handed my sister and I this computer and said, like, whatever you want to do with it, you know, go ahead, here is your gateway, you know, to this digital world. And so we we really loved this computer and we played a lot of video games. And then I kind of just kept that throughout my whole life. I was I was always playing video games. It was a large part of my life. And I was always fascinated, um, especially as I got older and sort of, you know, I studied advertising and public relations and marketing in, in college. And as I was doing those things, I was always fascinated about, about how video games launch their games because they really seem to be able to, you know, generate hype and buzz and excitement. 
um, for their games before they launched. I mean, you know, they're sort of the pre-order uh, industry. You know, they they really they really know how to do it well. And so as I furthered myself in my career, and uh, you know, I've been doing my my this business now for ten years. Um, I started I started really kind of paying attention and. Uh, Destiny was actually one that um, I got really excited about because I do play Destiny as a video game myself. Um, but not only that, it was a game that I, when, when they launched, um, they, they won all sorts of awards. I mean, they were like the highest selling day one digital console release in history. Um, and they, they just won an enormous amount of awards. They made a an, an, an large amount of sales on day one. And it piqued my interest. Uh, so I was uh, I was set to deliver a presentation at an event called the Box Summit um, here locally, and I wanted to talk about something a little bit unique. You know, I, I've given a lot of talks up until that point, and they've they've all been pretty like how-to or tutorial style. But I really wanted to talk about something that was a little more abstract um, and just get people thinking. So I decided to talk about brand storytelling and marketing. And because Destiny had literally just came out and I knew that they won a bunch of awards, I kind of thought, I'm like, this is the perfect time for me to dive deeper into how they did it, you know, how they did it, how, like, what their success looked like. And I, I figured there would be, you know, a little bit of an interesting story to it. But then as I was preparing my notes for this presentation, I was actually quite blown away um, because as I share in the book, uh, they started marketing Destiny five years before it came out. And that's kind of unheard of for a lot of companies to do. It's really, you know, uh, to have the foresight to market anything five years in advance is actually pretty, um, you know, brilliant. But And it's also not often possible because most ideas don't have an incubating phase of five years, you know, like or an incubator phase. They usually have like a very short time frame. Um, from conception to to launch, so it, it was. I was in this space where, like, for three days, it consumed me. You know, while I was preparing this presentation, and I went to the the summit, delivered my talk. People thought it was great. I thought it was great. I was vibrating on stage, giving this information because I was so excited about what they had done. Um, that I knew that it needed to be something bigger. So um, I. I Essentially, like I guess it was probably a month or two later, I sat down and I started writing the book. Um, you know, and I, I really wanted to sort of parallel both what Destiny had done for their video game with, you know, advice for people that are in marketing. Um, and it's a primer, so it's, you know, of course, it's not like um, it doesn't go so in depth with every single concept that I talk about. Um, the book is free, uh, so it's you know it's just a it's a lovely little kind of primer to the idea of brand storytelling and marketing, um, paralleled with this enormous success that Destiny um, saw you know on their launch. Um, so yeah, so a little combination of you know gaming marketing, um, and I call it a love story because it's it is um, in order to have, to sort of be in a space where you're a company that markets something five years in advance. Um, and you have that passion, you know, and that passion burns for five years um, is is a love story. It's a love story about, you know, the relationship they've built with their consumers. It's a love story about the the, the game building itself and that creation. And, um, yeah, and, of course, the part that I focus on is the marketing and storytelling of that and why that's really important.
That's really that's really awesome there. So I mean, it's really interesting because of the fact that you know you, you wrote the book in less than a week, I believe, and <laughs> and, and the fact of the, and the fact of the matter is, it is really well done. Now what now what is really interesting is the fact that you know they showed their vulnerability. Uh, why do you think it's a, it is important for anyone or business to be vulnerable? Oh, that's such a great question. And you know, I recently, um, I recently went through, and, and I'll tell you a little backstory um, that will uh, then, you know, further my point as, as to why it's so important. Uh, so, I recently underwent a period of time where I wanted. Um, I have multiple spaces on the internet, like any entrepreneur knows. I mean, so many of us are, you know, we suffer from shiny object syndrome and, you know, sometimes the entrepreneurial ADD, like we, we suffer from the fact that oftentimes we're, we're creating new spaces all the time and, and expressing ourselves in different ways. And for myself, I was sort of feeling like I had, you know, NextDev Media and that company was great. I had a personal blog um, and that was great. But there was this space in between, uh, usually where I house that is at AaronBlasky.com. Like there was a space in between that felt a little um, undone. It felt like I uh, had an opportunity to sort of frame up in a better way what it was that I wanted to bring to the world and like the, you know, the, the type of writing that I I wanted to be doing and, and that kind of thing. And so what I did is I, I sort of took a critical look at everything that I've ever done in my 10 years um, and even before that. And I looked at what was at the core of all of that, um, whether it was me streaming video games on twitch.com or creating videos for YouTube or writing eBooks or delivering, you know, talks in places, or even just simply sharing on Twitter or Instagram. Like I, I kind of, looked to see like what was at the heart of all of that. And when I boiled it all down, I realized that for me, all of it, in every area, I was being vulnerable. I was being open and transparent. Um, you know, authentic is a keyword that um, is thrown around a lot these days, but honestly, it's, it's true. I was being my true self in all of those places. It didn't matter where I was showing up. I was showing up as me. And um, that's not something that a lot of people let themselves do. Um, a lot of people, especially if they're, you know, in business, um, they they feel like they almost have to have a business persona and a personal persona. Um, on social media, they feel like they have to have a business Facebook and a, and a personal Facebook. Um, you know, and they often segregate or split a lot of those things. And I really, I'm exploring now on AaronBlasky.com through, like, some of my writing, I'm exploring, like, what does it mean to be vulnerable in business? You know, what does it mean to be um, to have like emotional intimacy with your customers, for example, or what does it mean to connect with your customers on a different level that's not just merely transactional? And through this exploration, um, I think what I'm really enjoying learning about is um, that you know business. It, it used to people people like it to say the saying like um, that business isn't personal you know, or it's not personal, it's business. Um, so if there's a decision made or whatnot, you know, it's like that's that's the, the catchphrase. It's, oh, it's, it's not personal. Um, it's merely a business transaction. And I, I disagree. And so I think that a lot of people can benefit greatly from being vulnerable uh, because it shows a human side to, you know, to the person and the company. It, show, it, it 
really illustrates that humanity that's so important and so needed in order to build relationships. And there is not a, really a business that exists, really, I, I mean, I'd be, you'd be hard-pressed to name one that wasn't built on relationships um, in some form or another. You know, that, that, that creating that connection with people on an emotional level or, you know, whatever level, that's really important. And I think that the best way to build that connection, the best way to create that connection that's going to last, you know, and create customers that will be your customers forever is, is vulnerability and transparency and authenticity and honesty. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's sort of, I'm in a, in a space right now of really exploring what that looks like um, uh, on all different levels, you know, whether it's marketing or storytelling or branding or, I'm, I'm in a course right now called Consumer Neuroscience, and, you know, it's to study like what parts of the brain get triggered when people are making purchasing decisions, and um, and that all of it's so fascinating to me um, because it's, it's um, again, just not something that people feel like I, I think that they um, can do, you know, as often as, as they should be doing. That's really amazing there. And it's, and it's really important, like, from what you said, because of the fact that earlier – Earlier today, you know, in a in a social selling hour that's hosted by a Brian Fonso and Rachel Lou Miller, you know, they they were talking about you know how it's important to build those types of relationships with uh, with your customers online, you know, through Twitter and you know other mm-hmm. social media platforms. And it seems like most businesses or most people are not doing that. It's like they're going straight for the sale once they connect with you, instead of building that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that relationship, you know, and what yep. you're doing is really unique. Well, it's really great. So here's the question i got to ask you. Like, how important is social media for anyone who are trying to build their business or personal brand? Oh, it, I, in my opinion, I think it's hugely important. Um, but I will I will caveat that with that it's it's not something that I think that you should just get on for the sake of getting on the site. You know, I don't think anyone should just set up a Twitter account because they were told that they should be on Twitter. I think it needs to be something that you do with intention. And um, and if you're going to be on this space, I think you need to show up. So what I often tell our clients, because we, you know, we consult all the time on social media. We get, we've set up social media accounts all the time. And, you know, the one thing I, t- I tell my clients all the time is I said, it's not enough to just merely create the account and you know, kind of broadcast content through your social media account all day long. Um, people are tuning that out now. You know, people, we, we have so much noise that exists in our space. Um, we're inundated with it and, and conversations and links and, you know, I mean, it's everywhere. And so I think like what people have to realize is that if they are going to use social media, pick, you know, pick an account that you really feel like you're, you know, the, that you can, where you can make valid connections, whether that's Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or wherever it might be, and then really fine tune your experience there. Um, you know, and when I say fine tune your experience, what I mean by that is, um, is, you know, look at the space as being the same as, as an actual physical location. Uh, I tell my clients all the time, I say, imagine Twitter or Facebook or wherever to be like a conference room that you're walking into and, you know, let's say it's a networking event. Um, If you imagine it sort of like that, 
uh, and you take the approach of like, or even like, let's say it's a mixer or it's a, you know, it's something where you would go and meet a bunch of people. Um, so think of it almost like that, a social, because that's like the word, social media. Think of it like a social event. You wouldn't walk into the room and just immediately start shouting at the top of your lungs about all of your offers and your business things and your, you know, what you're selling, right? Like you, nobody would do that in an in-person setting. Instead, you would, you would come in the room, you would, you know, feel it out. You would maybe strike up some conversations um, and get to know people. You would show interest in, in their business, ask them questions. Um, you know, so I, I like to tell people, when they're, especially if they're new to the space, to treat it like that. Treat it like an in-person networking um, event. And then when, you, when you're on the space for a while, it kind of moves into this, like, new space of, um, you know, both connecting with people that you've known for a while, so therefore you have, you know, a different type of relationship, um, plus also still having those new conversations. And I think it gets a little easier down the road to weave in your promotional content, um, you know, without it being uh, just like a broadcast-only account. Um, So I, I do think it's, I do think it's vital in the spaces. When we moved from using phone books to simply Googling phone numbers, um, you know, like who, I don't use a phone book anymore. And I mean, the world, is, there's, there's not a world phone book. So that's, that's a moot point. Like I need numbers from everywhere, um, all over the world. And so it's kind of like that. Like when we moved from needing a phone book to, um, uh, to sort of being able to Google, it's sort of the same thing. Like if I'm on social media and I want to share that I just bought a book um, and I want to tag the author, I want them to be in the space. You know, they don't have to necessarily be engaging every tweet, but it's nice if I can tag them. It's nice if I, if, if they at least have their accounts and then, you know, I get with some people, they're not going to engage every, with everybody, but it is nice to see some engagement through those sites and know that, um, you have an opportunity to honor somebody and have them, you know, possibly recognize that that uh, that moment. So, um, all that to say, I don't think you can run a business online um, without at least having some form of an online presence on social media, for sure. I definitely agree with that. There now, 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 four more questions. Um, you, you had your first company, uh, and it was a virtual assistant uh, uh, firm. And you had not looked back since, which you have a unique story with that. What led you to uh, what led you to know to know that the entrepreneurship was the right path for you? Oh, this is my favorite question um, because I I actually knew that I was like born to be an entrepreneur when I was about seven, and the reason that I did is because. Um, I'll go back to the Commodore 64. So when my dad gave that to my sister and I, um, my sister, who's 21 months younger than me, um, basically by this point had learned that when we were playing games, I was always the boss. Like I was going to be the boss of of the, you know, of our particular game. That was just how we rolled. So um, (laughs) when my my dad gave me this computer, he basically – allowed us, like I said, to do whatever. So we, I would set up an office in my living room at home and I would have my desk and my computer. And I, and then my dad had this like red velvet lined cassette tape holder case thing. It was like a little briefcase looking thing. And I would dump the cassette tapes out and that would be my briefcase. 
and I would fill it with very important papers. And, um, and then I would walk around my house with <laughs> a briefcase, you know, and I would delegate work to my sister because she was my secretary. And um, it was just this, like, really hilarious, you know, seven-year-old thing that I would do. Um, and then this was, became a pattern. So when I was, you know, like, a little bit older, I would go into the forest near our house and, like, pick out things like bark and rocks and things that anyone could get anywhere. And then I would go door to door selling them and people would buy them in my neighborhood. I think mostly because they took pity on the fact that I was like, you know, eight years old and trying to sell bark, but um, they did that. And then, um, you know, this is like, I mean, I've got a whole, I've got a series of these kind of um, stories, but needless to say, when I was 16, I, uh, I came up with this idea. Instead of doing a you know traditional summer job, I was like, I'm going to print out a bunch of flyers. I'm really good with computers. I'm going to pass them out to my local businesses and tell them like if they need any help with word processing or you know whatever the case might be that they could contract to me um, that type of work. And um, that almost happened, except that my aunt and uncle owned a ice cream factory, and they offered me a job there, and I took that because working you know, with ice cream, um, sure did beat out the, you know, hustling uh, at the time. Um, so my entrepreneurial dreams didn't start there, but but it was like always a part of my life. I, I literally knew from the time I was very young that I was born to work for myself. So when I was fresh out of college, working for another company, I um, I went on the internet. This is 2004. I went on the internet and I searched for virtual administrative assistant because I was like, I'm doing this in real life. I could do this online. Like this has to be a thing. And sure enough, I happened to find um, a website of a virtual assistant. And then two weeks later, I had my website up. Uh, six months later, I had enough clients to quit my job. So I did. And I was 21 and just, yeah, just doing this incredible business and and it like ex- far exceeded every expectation I ever had and I was you know able to do all sorts of really super cool things in my early 20s that most of my other friends were like what are you doing and you know you're writing you're writing books and you're traveling and doing all this cool stuff like but it was just it was just always a part of who I was it was inherent and it was um yeah it was just something I couldn't stop you know, it was like it was part of my life, my life force. That's that's really that's really awesome, and you know that really shows you know that you had a plan from day one, and and you didn't allow setbacks to stop you from getting to your current uh, goal of being an entrepreneur and have and being a successful author as well. So that's that's really amazing. Now, uh, now, uh, if you had the opportunity to spend one day with someone you admired past or present to learn from, who would that person be? Mm. Oh, I like this question. There's a, uh, it just has to be just one? Just one person? Uh, yeah. yeah, just okay. one person. You know, I think I would actually pick my grandfather on my dad's side. So he's passed away, but my grandfather um, – I, he passed away when I was seven, so I didn't really know him that well. But he he was like a he was the same as me in so many ways. Like 
you know, he was self-made. He was a carpenter and loved what he did. He was really passionate. And he went, he went over, you know, he served in World War II as well. And I think, I just think if I had the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with him that I think he would have been able to teach me a lot of really good lessons about um, working for yourself and, uh, and, you know, some of the stuff that he would have learned overseas about, you know, just everything, life, people, um, hardships, pushing through perseverance. Like, I think he just would have been able to teach me a lot about, about those things. So I would probably say him. Awesome. That's really, that's really amazing there, you know, to learn from someone who, who has been there and done, you know, been an entrepreneur. That's, I think that's really where, you know, you can have the best advice from someone who has been there and done that. And I yeah. guess from not, not from a, I mean, even though there's some people who will be well-meaning, you know, who have never ventured out on their own, I think, you know, it's best to, you know, receive advice from someone who has been there before who can help you along the way. And that's, that's really great there. Now, where can, uh, where can people find out more about your work and also of your new book, uh, Destiny is Love Story? Yeah, so um, the best place to go is just uh, to my my main website, which is Erin, E-R-I-N, Blasky, B-L-A-S-K-I-E.com. Uh, the book is there. You'll find it under books uh, on the site. And the blog is, um, I mean, really there's, there's only two places to go on that site, really, um, which is to check out the books, but also uh, the blog. And the blog, I, I try to write. I don't have a schedule or anything for my writing. I just write when I'm inspired. Um, but the posts there uh, tend to be, you know, kind of longer essay format. But they're usually, um, usually, you know, I, I'd like to reference some different studies that are happening um, that are interesting. Uh, all And most of it's about marketing, storytelling, relationships. Um, and that kind of thing. So, um, and that's like consumer relationships and, you know, everything related, it all relates back to business essentially. So that's probably the best place. Um, and Twitter, of course, it's at Aaron Blasky and everywhere on the internet, I'm pretty much at Aaron Blasky. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much where you can find me. Um, a quick Google search will, will point you in the right direction as well. Awesome. Now, now, Anna, I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on What's the Word. I really appreciate it and really learned a lot. Now, now, do you have any final words uh, for for our audience? Oh, final words. Um, well, I would just say that um, I would just encourage you to, you know, spend some time kind of thinking about the type of, um, the type of person and the way that you want to show up to the world uh, and then finding ways that you can be that in your business. Um, so instead of, you know, trying to sort of toy the line and, and follow all the rules, and I'm doing air quotes right now when I say rules, um, but instead of just, you know, following kind of what everybody else is doing or what everyone says you should be doing, just just take a little bit of time to do some self-reflection and, and check in with yourself to figure out how you want to show up. And then, then do that. Do that, you know, regardless of whether it's conventional or not. Do that. Because that, that'll be where the magic is. Awesome. Great advice, Erin. Uh, thank you again for taking time out to be on What's Word. I really enjoyed it a lot. And wishing you oh, more so success in the future. Thank you so much. All right. Well, everyone, uh, that is it for tonight's show. 
I want to thank my guest, Aaron Blasky, for taking the time out to join me on What's the Word. The show that's about finding out what motivates people to succeed in their respective careers. If you uh, if you want to find out more about her her book, please go to her website, www.aaronblasky.com, to, to find out more about the book and also more of her work. I know that you will enjoy it as well. And this show is will be archived on iTunes and also on Stitcher Radio and also here on Blog Talk Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Volano Media. That's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Volano Media. Well, that is it for today's show. Thank you for joining on What's the Word. Be real and be independent. And I leave you now with uh, Santa Baby by Krista Earl. And we'll see you next Monday night with our guest, uh, Tamara McClary. Have a great night, everyone. Hurry down the chimney.